And now the patient, a courageous young woman facing the enormous burden of metastatic breast cancer, who began her conversation by commenting on how it all began. I was 40 at the time, and life was fine. I felt fine. And I went for my 40-year-old breast exam type mammogram thing because it was time for it. I had went to a gynecologist, had my pap smear. She found the lump, sent me to have my mammogram done, which I did. And at that time, everything fell apart. What was it like to receive the chemotherapy? It was a battle. I needed to put my life on hold, and I sucked it up, and I went through it. The adriamycin was the first one. The first dose of it, I felt, wow, I can do this. It was okay. About the second one, you're not feeling so good. And by the third one, it's killing you. And now I started doing in my mind the countdown. You know, I had eight treatments, and I was, okay, that was one more down. I have four left. And that's how I got through it. I was just kind of When you say it was down. killing you, what specifically was it that you were feeling or yeah, I just you felt very sick. The nausea was unbearable you had a at lot times. Of nausea. Yeah. Vomiting? Not so much vomiting, except the nausea was so bad that you couldn't even take a pill for nausea. And then they had given me this medication that you put on your tongue. You don't even have to swallow it. You couldn't even do that because I was so nauseous. The nausea was. And then finally I would get this thing down and just kind of chill out. And, of course, you take the medicine and you're out because it puts you to sleep. So it was like a circle kind of I didn't feel good. What about the Taxol? Did you have any problems with that? No, the Taxol was kind of like a breather for me. About the third dose, I started to feel muscle pain. And I called the doctor and told them, and they said to take Advil. And I said, I've already tried all these medications. They're not working. And they ordered me some pain medication, and it took it away. I'm kind of curious. I've been trying to sort of dissect out what the impact is of the pre-medications that are given with chemotherapy, particularly the steroids. Were you able to detect any problems specifically from that? From the steroid? Mm-hmm. I was having trouble sleeping. I gained a lot of weight. I gained like 20 pounds. Nobody could recognize it. I don't know if they recognized it and they couldn't see it because maybe I had thinned down and I got back to normal weight. And I'm telling them, no, I can't even fit in my clothes. Please help me. You know, I, so you felt like you were sort of blowing off. Yeah, it was like blowing up. And, and finally, you think it was from the steroids or could you tell? I knew it was from the steroids. The biggest pants I had, I couldn't put around me. And I wasn't eating any more than usual. Or in, you said you had trouble sleeping for how many nights normally? Probably, like if I took the steroids the night before the taxol, and then they gave me the dose of steroids IV before the taxol, probably for about, I'd say, three or four days. Three or four days. Now, did you, like, not sleep at no, all? No, I slept, but it just, you know, it was hard to initially get some rest. They gave me Ativan to sleep mm-hmm. at night. I would maybe take a little piece of it and until I finally would go off to sleep. Did you feel agitated or hyper? Yeah. Like you had a big bolt of Cuban coffee? Yeah, like I could like lift that, the or? building. Really? Yeah. And was that a good thing or a bad thing? I felt great. Actually, at some point when you start to feel better and then you're on the steroids, you feel pretty good, like you want to keep on them. So when you stopped them after a few days, did you sort of have a rebound low? Yeah, I guess so. I didn't know if it was from the medication or the steroid. So you got through the chemotherapy. Any complications from the chemotherapy at that point? Or is this more no, difficulty? More just difficult again through it. Right. And then you start on tamoxifen, correct. correct? What was it like taking that? I don't have any trouble with tamoxifen. I took it once a day, and I had no side effects whatsoever. Now, were you having regular menstrual periods when this started? Well, as soon as I stopped chemotherapy 
I resumed my menses about, I'd say about six months afterwards. So it stopped with the chemo? It stopped with the chemo. And then it resumed. Came back. I started taking tamoxifen. Sometimes it would show up and sometimes it wouldn't. So you got past the chemo. You were on the tamoxifen. What was the next point? 2006. So that's about three years later? Three years later. October, I was having a little difficulty breathing. I felt like I couldn't catch my breath. I went on a trip, came home on an airplane, you know, went came back. I thought it was something due to the airplane. Maybe I had gotten a bronchitis or something. I was a runner. After I got through treatment, I really ran seriously. I was I was fit. I was very fit. After you got through the chemo? The initial chemo. So those three years you were running? I was doing great. I was running. What was your state of mind? I felt good. I felt like I had a new lease on life and I knew my priorities were a little bit different. You learn. I put breast cancer behind me. I didn't think it would ever come back. I lived a very healthy life. I thought that I could ward it off that way. Stay healthy, eat well. Anyway, so fast forward to October 2006. I couldn't breathe. I had a nurse friend listen to my lungs. She said she couldn't hear anything on the left side. I truly didn't believe her. And that was on a Friday afternoon. I called my doctor's nurse. This was another doctor that I was seeing. And he ordered me some antibiotics because I told him, you know, look, I talked him into thinking I had a bronchitis. By Saturday morning, I really couldn't catch my breath to, and I listened to my lungs myself, and I realized that my whole left side, I couldn't hear anything on the base up. So I called the doctor, and he put me on high-dose steroids. I don't know why. He said, come in Monday, and we'll take an x-ray. What were you thinking was going on? I thought I had some fluid. I knew I had fluid in my lungs. I didn't know why. I still didn't believe it was from cancer. So he said come back Monday. Monday. Went Monday. They took an x-ray. They found I had a large pleural fusion on the left side. They set me up for a tap and thoracentesis. Mm-hmm. Went to the hospital. And I know that cancer cells were seen in that fluid. What was the next step? We started on the Avastin-Zolota trial. That was the initial trial. That didn't work out so well. What happened when you got that? It was on a very high-dose Solota. How was that? I took it because I thought it was killing the cancer. But by the second week, I was so tired, and I wasn't eating. I had no appetite at all. I usually have a very robust appetite. I couldn't get anything down. And I thought I was eating, but I wasn't eating. You know, I was eating enough to probably just stay nourished. Did you have any problems with your hands or feet? Yeah, I started to get peeling of my hands, my feet. The bottoms of them became very red, and they hurt. They hurt, and I would show them. They would look at them all the time, and I would cream them. I did everything that I could possibly do to... How much of a problem was it? It started to become a problem, and then they switched me because I started to progress on Zolota. And then the decision was made at that point to switch you to something else? Yeah. I don't think my pulmonary status was doing... I wasn't breathing. Like, I didn't tell the doctors a lot of stuff. If I would lay on my left side, I felt like I was suffocating. So you were switched to what? I was switched to the Abraxan. With Bevacis, With open-label with Avastin. Right. How was that? That's when things really started to turn around. I started to feel better. Lost my hair. Wasn't real happy about that, but that's okay. That was a trade-off. And I started to feel... Initially, Abraxan doesn't make you feel sick until after maybe your second or third dose. It was every two weeks. 
So the initial dose, but I could feel like I was feeling better. You know, I could feel it in my body. I was breathing better. My feet didn't hurt. I was able to eat. It was a lot of was really affecting my appetite. Now you had a lot of nausea and vomiting when you mentioned the adriamycin. Did you have nausea and vomiting with the Abraxane, Avastin? No, they gave me Aloxy, IV. And did you get steroids? They no. don't usually give them with the Abraxane. No. Now, did you notice a difference when you, from that point of view, any problems with the weight gain or sleeplessness like you had had before? No, because I wasn't on steroids. And I didn't gain weight. Well, at the time, I had lost so much weight. I had, by the time I started Abraxan, I lost 20 pounds. And any problems that you know about in terms of the Avastin? Sometimes people can get their blood pressure to go up. Did yours go up at all? Well, no, until the end. My blood pressure was always very low, like 90 over 50, 100 over 50. It was always very low. At the end, I got dose toxic from the Abraxan. So they stopped the Abraxan, but I stayed on the Avastin. And then about three doses into the Avastin, that's when the Avastin started to have show its head, and my blood pressure started to rise. My blood pressure was 150 over 90. I was having headaches. And are you still on the Avastin now? No, they just took me off the study. I haven't had Avastin for at least a month now. Overall, how did you feel when you stopped the treatment compared to when you began? Today, I feel great. You look great. Yeah, I feel good. In the past week, I really feel good. (laughs) I'm starting to, like, plan trips, and before, I really couldn't do anything. Now, right now, are you receiving any treatment? They put me on this Fosildex. I got two shots of it last week, and I feel fine. Any problems with that? Nothing. What's your experience been with oncology nurses? The oncology nurses at the center are very good. They're very busy. It's a very taxing just to watch them. It's very taxing. They have a lot of checks and balances that they have to do, rightfully so. You know, they JCO rules and so forth. They're checking this, checking that. Thank God. They're checking the dosage that the doctor wrote. They've got their calculators out. They got this one checking. You know, thank God for this. But it all takes time. It takes time away from the patient. What about the way that nurses interacted with you? I started off with a very good nurse at the time for me because she really talked to me. She, no matter what was going on around her, she, I felt very personalized. It was, she knew what was going on. She knew my chart. She knew where I'd been and how the drugs were affecting me, you know, because she could see I was doing better. That nurse left and I, with another nurse, and now, and I'm not trying to put nurses down, but there's a different... I know more about her personal life than she knows about mine. Nobody really knows my support system in that facility. Anything you want to add to anything you said today? Just as far as family is concerned, I think no matter how close people are to you, and even if they're there every step of the way, they never truly understand what you're going through. Nobody really can, because you'd have to get inside somebody's head and they can't. You know, the fears, the scans, the drugs, you got to get pumped up to do some of these things. You know, you have to, I was actually playing, and I'm from Philadelphia, you know, I started to play Rocky song, you know, the Rocky, just to get up before a treatment to say I can do this. You know, it's a battle. 
It's so a it's a more difficult battle than most people realize. Yeah, it's a battle. And however you can battle, you got to do it because the treatments do work, and hopefully there's going to be a cure.